Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. Matthew chapter 17 reveals a major sign of Jesus Christ's second coming. Here in Matthew chapter 17, Jesus Christ takes Peter, James, and John up to a high mountain and notice this vision he gives to these three. Matthew 17, starting in verse 2, and was transfigured before them and his face did shine as the sun and his raiment was white as the light. Verse three, and behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elijah talking with him. So clearly Jesus Christ was giving Peter, James, and John a vision of the future when Jesus Christ once again would be a radiating, brilliant God being when Moses and Elijah would be resurrected and alive once again with high positions of glory and responsibility in the kingdom of God. So with this context in mind, let us look down several verses here. Matthew 17 and verses 10 and 11. And his disciples asked him, saying, Why then say the scribes that Elijah must first come? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Elijah truly shall first come and restore all things. So, earlier in Matthew chapter 17, there is the original Elijah shown in this vision of the glorified Jesus Christ, the King, Elijah and Moses there ruling alongside him. But going down to verse 11, there is another Elijah, one who has not arrived yet. An Elijah who would come and restore all things in the future. Now, what if I told you there was also a third Elijah? Notice verse 12. Matthew 17, verse 12. But I say unto you that Elijah is come already, and they knew him not, but have done unto him whatsoever they listed. Likewise shall also the Son of Man suffer of them. Verse 13. Then the disciples understood that he spoke unto them of John the Baptist. So, three Elijahs here in Matthew chapter 17. The original Elijah, the prophet in the Old Testament. Then a type of Elijah preparing the way for Jesus Christ's first coming. That was John the Baptist. And then an Elijah to come 
2,000 years later, just about. And this Elijah would prepare the way for Jesus Christ's second coming. So you have some duality here. An Elijah type preceding the first coming and another Elijah type preceding the second coming. This is a major sign of Jesus Christ's impending second coming. If we can identify an end time Elijah type who has already come and gone, who has already fulfilled this major prophecy as well as others in the Bible, then we can know for sure that Jesus Christ's return is at the doors. What a pivotal prophecy for us to try to understand. And we can understand it. Notice here, Malachi 3 verse 1, to reinforce this idea of three Elijahs, two types of the original Elijah, one before the first coming of Christ and one before the second coming. Malachi 3 verse 1, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant whom you delight in, behold, he shall come, says the Lord of hosts. So there is more duality here as well. A messenger preparing the way before an appearance of Christ. But notice the context here as well. Malachi 3, verse 2. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. Was Jesus Christ's first coming a fiery, terrifying spectacle like this describes? Well, no. Jesus Christ appeared in all humility and meekness the first time. He will appear as fire the second time. There is an original Elijah in the Old Testament, an Elijah to precede Christ's first coming, that was John the Baptist. And then another Elijah in this end time to precede Christ's second coming. You can see it by the context of these passages. These are foundational prophecies of your Bible. Here is another one. The very next chapter in Malachi. Malachi chapter 4. And then we'll read... Verses four through six, remember you the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah, the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. 
again, the context is a time right before the glorious second coming of our Savior. It's before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. So this is when Elijah appears, just before Jesus Christ appears. This is the end time Elijah, the third Elijah. And here in Malachi chapter 4, verse 6, he is prophesied to strengthen families, turning the hearts of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers. Now, this really applies primarily to God's church, but the message that the church delivered in this end time, if anyone would apply it, would strengthen their families as well. So you have Matthew chapter 17, the end time Elijah coming to restore all things. Now the context of that is also the church restoring all things to God's church, restoring all foundational doctrines to God's church. Because Jesus Christ himself will be the one to restore all things, knowledge of God's law and government and such to the entire world. The human being, the end time Elijah, would restore all things specifically to God's church. Malachi 4, he is strengthening families within God's church. But not everything this end time Elijah did was primarily directed at the church. In fact, his first priority was to deliver a warning message of hope to the entire world. Notice Matthew 24, verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Here is yet another end time prophecy. You have Matthew 17, Malachi 3, Malachi 4, and now Matthew 24. And when you put all of them together, you can see that God used one man in this end time before Jesus Christ's second coming. This one man delivered the gospel the true gospel, the good news of the coming kingdom of God as a witness. Notice it's a gospel of the kingdom of God. It is not a gospel about Jesus Christ, the man. It is about God's kingdom or God's family focused on God the Father and not on Jesus Christ. There is a father focus sorely lacking in traditional Christianity. The true gospel revolves around the father of the God family. So this end time Elijah delivered this gospel, the good news of the coming kingdom of God, and he delivered it as a witness. He was not trying to save everybody. 
He was not on a soul-saving crusade. He delivered that message as a witness. That means that whether people accept that message is irrelevant to his job. He just had to make that message available. Only God can call people, but God used one man to get that message out so that they would have fair warning before the end comes. Now within the church, as I said, this end time Elijah also restored foundational doctrines. He strengthened the church family, especially toward the end of his life, through youth camps, through Bible lessons, through valuable instruction to parents on how to raise children God's way. He did strengthen families. He did prepare a church to become the bride of Jesus Christ. He did prepare the way for Christ's second coming. Now, this is a prophecy reiterated multiple times in your Bible. One man, an end time type of the Elijah coming on the scene in this end time. So this question must be asked, can we put a specific identity on this man in prophecy? Can we pinpoint who this man really was? We have a booklet available to you for free at thetrumpet.com titled January 16th, God's Miracle Day. In it, Philadelphia Church of God Pastor General Gerald Fleury writes, Put all these prophetic passages together, and you see God himself foretelling the arrival of a man with a God-given message, possessing the very truth of God, and preaching that truth around the world as a witness preparing for and in the days immediately preceding the second coming. Have you seen such a man? I have. That is quite a bold statement. When we attempt to assign names to scriptures we had better be sure we are right a major change in god's church in this end time by the rebels who took over the church was to stop assigning names to scriptures but what is the point of prophecy if we can't identify who is fulfilling prophecy if prophecy is supposed to be the advanced news of world events and church events, what good is it if we can never discern whether those events ever took place? Who made those events took place? 
We have to put names to these prophecies to understand how they were fulfilled. Now, in this booklet, January 16th, God's Miracle Day, in another booklet we have titled A Pivotal Sign of the End Time, also available to you for free at thetrumpet.com, it is thoroughly proven that this man, this end time Elijah, has already come and gone. He died in 1986 after essentially almost 60 years as a minister of God, as the one man God used during the sixth of seven church eras. You can see those church eras in Revelation chapters two and three. Page five of January 16th, God's Miracle Day says, Herbert Armstrong preached the gospel message to all nations. He was the man through whom God restored all things to prepare the way for the second coming. These prophecies prove that his ministry had to be fulfilled before Christ's return. They show that God put tremendous emphasis on the work this man did. Whether or not people realize it, Mr. Armstrong's life was a pivotal event in world history. Mr. Armstrong devoted his, himself wholly to the work of God for nearly six decades. And then in 1986, at the age of 93, Herbert W. Armstrong died on January 16th. You see where that title of the booklet comes in now. January 16th, God's Miracle Day. It is fascinating to study into God's fascination with dates. Just think about how God is completely unbound by time. He existed before time existed. Yet God does place high emphasis on certain days. He created the seventh day Sabbath by resting for the very benefit of all mankind. That is one day out of every seven. It comes up every single week. And it's a day to set aside for connecting with our creator. God prioritizes this day every single week. He commands the observance of holy days every single year. Several in the spring, several in the fall. These are days that illuminate God's master plan for all mankind. These holy days show that every human who has ever lived can be a part of God's family. It's just a matter of God's timing. So God does care about dates. He does care about 
events. Page 30 of January 16th, God's Miracle Day, written by Mr. Gerald Flurry, states, But far more important than pointing you to a man who died on this date, studying January 16th points you to the great, living, almighty God of Elijah. God's miracle day leads you to the omnipotent God who rules in the kingdom of men and shapes world events to fulfill his prophecies. It directs you to the father who is correcting the nations out of his love for them to turn them from their sins and lead them back to himself. It draws you to the God who is actively involved in his church, speaking through revelation and opening mighty doors of opportunity. And it helps you come to know the great God of miracles. All of this deep meaning and significance in a date that comes around every year, January 16th. A reminder, a sign of the end time Elijah, Herbert W. Armstrong, how he has already fulfilled multiple end time prophecies. This is a pivotal sign that Jesus Christ's second coming is near. Now, I will not spoil the long list of notable events in God's church and in the world that have occurred on or near January 16th as essentially a spiritual earthquake to wake us up to the fact that the second coming is right around the corner. I will let you look into that, into those lists yourself. If you just request a free copy of January 16th, God's Miracle Day at thetrumpet.com. But you need to see what that is all about. It is just astounding truth. Now, here in this other booklet that we have that does draw attention to the end time Elijah, this booklet, A Pivotal Sign of the End Time, written by Philadelphia Trumpet Managing Editor Joel Hilliker, There is even more proof. There is even more inspiration. It says here on page four of a pivotal sign of the end time, the Bible is clear before Jesus Christ returns. The world is going to explode with terrifying violence. And before that occurs, God will send a man like the ancient Elijah The Bible contains many end-time prophecies. People naturally tend to focus on the ones describing wars, earthquakes, and supernatural disasters. Some people focus on things like blood moons. But what Jesus Christ focused on immediately after his dramatic transfiguration, that vision of the second coming, as we talked about in Matthew chapter 17, was this prophecy, Matthew 17 The prophecy of the end time Elijah is what occupies the mind of Christ and the mind of God. That's what they focus on the most. Page five of a pivotal sign of the end time. The work God does through this Elijah is the pivotal sign 
that the end time has come, that the dreadful day of the Lord is imminent, and that the return of Jesus Christ is almost here. Jesus Christ confirmed that a man like Elijah would come before he returned in power and glory. That's what it's all about. That's what we're preparing for. That's what we're excited to witness very soon. Christ's return and the pivotal sign of the end time preceding Christ's return has already taken place. It's already there for us to prove. We can identify who the end time Elijah was. Page eight of a pivotal sign of the end time. Identifying the end time Elijah as Herbert W. Armstrong is an extraordinary claim to make. Now, you notice the self-awareness here. (laughs) It's not just that a major, massive, earth-shaking claim is made and then Mr. Hilliker moves on. No, it is proven thoroughly. And a major way that this booklet digs into the proof of the end time Elijah is by going through all that he restored to God's church. Just as Matthew 17 says that Mr. Armstrong would restore all foundational doctrines to God's church. And you can go through that and be inspired by these doctrines, these doctrines that will add hope and meaning to your life. You will understand so much more about God and the spirit realm, the Sabbath and the holy days, God's law and government, hope, baptism, life after death, and so much more. These subjects on which so much of the world is dreadfully confused and deceived. You can prove who the end time Elijah was. The date of his death is coming up here in just a couple days, January 16th. So it is a great time to review these booklets. January 16th, God's miracle day and a pivotal sign of the end time. Request your free copies at thetrumpet.com. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.